This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the 1912 Exiles, the podcast for Newport County fans, by Newport County fans. I'm Ian and I'm your host tonight and i um, joined by Ed. Evening, Ed. Good evening. How are we doing? I think we're all right, are we? I think we're all right. We'll get into whether we're frustrated or not in a minute. But um, before we before we get into all the detail of the Grimsby, uh, the Grimsby game today, I think you were in a pub chatting to people. So uh, I think you've got a bit of a, a bit of a clip from that. So, sitting in the merger, um, I'm joined by Ian and Tom, who've been in the away end, and Ben, Dave, me, and my boy Daniel, who've been in the home end, trying to pick the bones out of that particular fishy affair at Rodney Parade. Um, Ian, I'll start with you. Obvious question. From a Grimsby point of view, is that a point gained or two dropped? Point gained, I think, away from home on our current record. Um, Omar Bogle. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Danny Rose, yes, thank you. And Gaffer's un- unbeaten still in the league, so yeah. It felt as though at 1-0, Omar Bogle scoring against his old club, it felt like the script had been written a little bit and then Grimsby got themselves back in with the goal and County were hanging on by the end. Was that how you saw it? Did you feel that you'd been sort of on the on the rack a little bit up until the the equaliser? On the rack until the equaliser, and it was all down our end, the rest of the, the rest of the half. But we just couldn't put it in the back of the net. And Dave, you had a better view than me of the goal that we let in from the very very back of the Hazel Stand. It looked like it had just kind of gone through Townsend's arms. You you were closer. You thought he was deceived by flight, to use a cricketing term. I, I did. I, I mean, I was obstructed by whatever of these fantastic pillars. But um, it, it did look like it had taken a weird flight and Tyson was just really struggling to judge where it was going to be. And then, obviously, the strikers gambled on it and sure got a little bit lucky, but Grimsley fully deserved a point by the end of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, we were saying this, Ben, that it, I think if anyone had walked away three points, it probably would have felt quite unjust. The weird thing for me was that possession stats, I think, was pretty much 50-50, but that's like 20% more than Newport are used to having this season. We've been getting like 30-40% possession. And it was almost like we didn't really know what to do with it and didn't really have any cutting edge up front. I mean, 
I know you don't get to loads of games, but was that what you thought as well? Yeah, definitely. The, the, the second half felt a lot more even to me, and obviously that's where the, the two goals came. I think the opportunity for Newport was that space of their second, the last 20 minutes of the first half, they had a lot more possession and failed to take anything out, out of being in the box, which uh, uh, felt to me to be the bit where they had the momentum and just weren't able to capitalise it. The rest of the game felt like it was much more evenly paced, so I suppose if, if Newport had made something like that, I could see them being big and those ahead, but uh, the draw feels quite reasonable given the, given the game I watched. Ian, hopes for the rest of the season? Do you think Grimsby and Newport will both end up roughly where they are now? That kind of... It's, it's that mid, mid-table mediocrity, I think, with Forrest Green, et al, in, bottom, in, the, bot, in the drop. Sutton got spanked Sutton today. Got absolutely yeah. spanked. I think mid-table's about right. Yeah, had the feeling today of two teams coming away saying, it's another point on the board. We'll, we'll finish clear of trouble and then see where we are after that. Good. Well, we're going to stay here for a little bit and uh, settle in. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, who, who out of you and your Grimsby mates then, who do you think feels better after that 90 minutes? Well, I think as it probably came across in the clip, there was that feeling of both teams happy with a point. Probably on paper, it's a, it's a, it's a better point for them than it is for us I don't think either side deserved to walk away with three points out of that it was just it was one of those games both teams cancelled themselves out uh, cancelled each other out rather when we got our noses ahead with that that goal from Bogle we could and maybe should have pressed on but I think we just we looked tired I think it it's that thing again of having to play midweek the exigencies of that game at Barnet which you know such a good win such an important win the money that it'll put in the coffers and everything else but I think it, it took so much out of them and we just looked dead on our feet by the end I don't know was that did it look like that on telly as well I definitely think we were we were tired towards the end certainly um which does make me wonder a little bit because the bench was a little bit stronger today than it has been for a while wasn't it and yet I mean we don't know the full level of the fitness of some of those players but he does leave it. He's left it. He leaves it quite late, doesn't he, Cocker? Before he makes any changes, and and part of me was wondering about about that tiredness, about that. You know, could we have freshened up a little bit earlier? Maybe particularly after we scored, was that the time to ride? Let's let's get some legs on now to sort of freshen up and hold it a bit. So Evans was get it. Be told to get really warm, get stripped off, and was ready to come on when Bogle got the goal. And then that clearly, I think, changed the plan because I thought, oh, right, hang on. Well, we're not going to make the, the substitution we thought we were going to make. And they, it, they then took a little while longer before they they brought him on. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's so easy in, in hindsight, isn't it, to think, oh, we should have made subs earlier. Yeah. But then again, like you say, we've got, we don't have the strongest of benches. It was a little bit stronger this week, but you've got players coming back from injury. I just think it was it was just one of those days where, you know, you can huff and puff and create lots. Although actually, yeah, I mean we didn't it's not like we created loads. We had we had a lot more possession than we are used to having. We had a lot of possession in the final third than we're used to having. But actually in terms of clear cut chances, there weren't loads. Um there was a stat that I think I sent around the group that I saw at half time. In the first half we had nineteen crosses, uh into Grimsby box but only three of them were successful i.e. reached a county head I thought that told its story I think the equivalent stat for Grimsby was three out of six so you know they were much more accurate with that final ball into the box it was just 
just one of those days. It, 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 it like I say, it was two teams cancelling each other out. I think for me, I think when we came into this, I was a little bit concerned with um, you know. I think David Arcel, who they've got, who's got there as a manager. I mean, he was he was very much in the running for us, wasn't he? Allegedly, before we we went for Robbery, and I think a lot of the fan base. I was certainly really interested in him. I think he's a good manager, you know. Yeah. And I think he, I've got a good a good friend who's a Grimsby fan, as you know from the from last last year's pods. But um, I was saying to him, you know, he, he's a good shout, and he, and the Grimsby fans, I think, are really keen to have him in. And I think he'll do. I think he'll do really well there. So I was a bit concerned about 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 this game. Actually, I thought we could. This was one we could potentially lose. I came away ultimately frustrated. I think because having gone up with what one nil up with twenty minutes to go, and then we had that that before that we had that chance where, you know, Seb hit the bar from that from that cross. I mean, he was stretching for it, and obviously, you know, it's going to go wherever it's going to go. But I mean, he's beating the keeper, so all he had to do was yeah. was 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 hit the goal, and he was going in, and it literally hit the frame, and it came out. He had, he had no right to get to that though. I mean, it, yeah, the, the pace of the guy to get on the end of that to get yeah. the the acrobatics to get something to it from a difficult angle and everything it, it would have yeah. been it would have been a great goal if it had gone in it's yeah just such a shame you know inches in that yeah but i think would you go one up and i think what you're always saying there about we had more of the ball a little bit than we're not we used to doing i think what was frustrating me watching on from afar was we did have there were some real opportunities in that final third where there was a guy you know there was there was a time where i think wilder was like I think it was Seb possibly went for a shot in the first half, and if he didn't mm. just roll it across, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Wilder could have just it's an open goal, you know. So that there was a bit of lack of composure, I think, in 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 that final third, where if we'd have just, you know, been a little bit calmer, uh, there was a lot of shots where we seemed to like snap at it in the sort of in the edge of the box or in the box, you know, rather than like just that little bit more composure that that we could have got a second, you know. And I think we'd have got a second, it would have it would have put it to bed. I think we've also got to slightly take our ass up to, to Grimsby for the way they managed us because, all right, Barnet are a conference team, but the way we consistently carved them open with balls through the middle for Sebs to run onto, Grimsby had obviously watched that and thought, right, we need to we need to keep a close watch on this guy. And the, he had very few opportunities to, to get clear. You know, the couple that he did... Um, yeah, like you said, there was one I think you misjudged one where the defender got back and got a block in, but he just didn't have the the same opportunity to chase balls through as as he'd had midweek, and that that I think was a real glaring difference. Grimsby had worked out the job they needed to do to stop the supply line to him. I think we I think we pressed well. You know, I think I think the pressing game was there. I think what concerns me a little bit, and it was it was there for the equaliser. And it's been there a little bit all season for me. Is that once the, if they get past the press, they, there's galloping acres of space in the middle of the park. I, I, I tend to find so that that mm. that that goal, their second goal, they beat the press. They get steaming up the middle, pass it out to the wing. First brilliant cross in goal. You know, yeah. And and, and there's there's been times I think consistently where. Once that press is beaten, we, we, we are there's a big hole opens up in the middle of the park. And I, and I think that is a bit of a worry for me in terms of, you know, how do we stop that? You know, because it's all very well pressing. Pressing game's great. But if, you, if you've got three or four at the front pressing, once you get past that, you've got a big gap then between 
those three or four pressing on the front and your back line yeah. and it's like and I think that's where Charlesley coming back will will help because I think he, he does some of that stuff a little bit more effectively and a bit more efficiently than maybe yeah um, perhaps Will Dick was, was able to do today but it's it's such small margins sometimes because I don't think that's you know I think I, I think Wilder had a really good game. Actually, I think we know it's the difference when he's on the pitch. But I think that he isn't going to be one of these people, yeah. sort of, who's going to sweep up the back. Is he? he's not going to do that. So you know, once it goes past him, you know, we need somebody there to, to do that mopping up work. I mean, to stop that. You know, we need a Laverty type character to stop that play in the middle of the park. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the amount of times people have just run through us, it worries me a, bit, a little bit. What did you think of? I was quite interested to watch um, Payne, you know, from wing back because I think he is improving as a player. I think it's quite interesting for me. I think when I first saw him, I thought he absolutely ne- he's never going to make the mark. Um, I think he is improving. I don't think he's there yet. And I think if if um, Scouse Lewis can come back on the left and we can switch Macker over to the right, I yeah, think that would be the that would be the two that we'd play. But in the but in the meantime, while he has been playing. I definitely think he's improving. Um, again, in the final third, I mean, he was good at Barnett. Final third today, he wasn't as good, but he, but he, he did, he does offer something. I think. What, what, yeah. What, uh, what have you seen about him, like alive? What do you think? His his crossing let him down today, but on other occasions, it's been quite good. Um, I like him as an attacking wing back. You know, in the same way, different character, but in the same way that Norman last season would bomb down that wing and uh, ask questions of, of fullbacks. Yeah, Payne has been doing that the last few games and um, yeah, Daniel White point, pointed out that on that flank today you had Payne going down our right and you had Issa for Grimsby going down their, their left and the two of them both looked like the best creative outlet for, for their teams and I mean, yeah, Payne was, was really effective I thought today. I mean, like I say, apart from his final ball, I thought it, it was very obvious, particularly first half, we were trying to use him as the outlet. Um, I'm with you. I think probably when Lewis comes back, it's Lewis and McLaughlin as, as the wingbacks, but I don't mind Payne at all. I, I think, weirdly, Payne has probably been a better find than Bonswell, even though Bonswell was probably the one we were more excited about at the start of the season. But these things never quite turn out the way you think they will. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I was I was excited by Bonswell, but he, he hasn't had a huge amount of looking, hasn't he? But I guess that for me again comes back to a little bit to the subs thing for me. You know, he stayed on the bench. Keyban Rye doesn't seem to be getting a you know a bit of pace. You know, you think me? You know, could he? It just it just I don't know. It just seems like we know we're tired, and it, it either doesn't trust those players, which may may be the case, or. or we're missing a little bit of opportunity later in games to try and get some more legs on the pitch. Um, you know, I think it'd be it would be really good to see Riley get a bit more time in games to ask a different question of defenders. But then again, I don't know. Part of me wonders whether the second half of the season he's going to find himself shunted out on loan somewhere, especially okay. if we can bring in someone a bit more experienced. So you know, that's probably yeah. one to discuss when we do January transfer windows. Yeah, definitely. What did you think of? I thought one thing was quite interesting today was there was a little bit of a clash of styles in terms of, you know, they uh, they were doing this thing where the keeper has the ball oh, and yeah. like passes it like to like their two sort of fullbacks are inside the six yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, 
trying to be like Man City or whatever. What, what did you think to that in terms of the work? Like, effective, I, effective, pointless? What was the... Well, like you say, we were we were trying something very different. We were doing a lot of balls forward and then seeding possession straight away. And the thing is, this new approach of defenders pass it to goalkeeper, goalkeeper pass it to another defender with the, the, the kind of preset goal kick routine, it's fine until someone fucks up in your own yeah. penalty area and gets pressure put on them. I mean, I think that was what... Was it Doncaster right at the start of the season were, were guilty of doing that? You know, when it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. So I don't know. I'm I'm quite old school about it. I think it's a goal kick. Get some snow on it. Get it get it nice and high up in the sky down the other end of the pitch. But um, I don't know. The stats probably suggest that that's the wrong way. thought it was quite interesting to sort of look at that from afar, really, and just sort of, sort of how that translated sort of live to sort of you know seeing them trying to pass them all whereas we were a more pressing more direct sort of style there was times i was watching i think there's there's a good game trying to break out here but yeah. nobody really quite had the quality to enable that good game to break out i yeah group i thought showed quite a lot of good touches of of skill they had a, a i can't remember his name but i think it was a number 42 you know, there are a few little flicks and tricks within there that I thought were, were quite impressive. The other thing that um, we talked about in the pub that I, I, I'd stopped recording by that point was we had a bit of a look at the league table and, you know, because we're now right on the cusp of every team having played half of their their fixtures by this point. We played 22, Rex will be uh, 23, and then that's the halfway point. Sutton and Forest Green have cut adrift a little bit at the bottom, 14 and 50 points respectively, and then it's a bit of a jump up then to Colchester who are on 20, Tramere on 21. There's a, a feeling, I think, that Sutton are already starting to be a bit more cut adrift than, um, than, than Forest Green, and it's harder to see them strengthening as much in January. So Sutton feel as though they're, they're in real trouble. Forest Green, though, there's still five points between them and Colchester, although Forest Green have a couple of games in hand. Forest Green will throw a lot of money at the problem in, in January, but then again, they've not spent particularly well so far, but they've got some good players on their books. Colchester, I think, are the team I would be most worried about if I was a, a fan of theirs, because they were abject when they um, came to us in, in October. Yeah, then above that, you think, well, Tranmere are now on it, putting together a nice little run. Salford uh, not having the best of seasons, but again, you'd expect them to improve. Doncaster, uh, Grimsby and us, again, I feel like we, we've all got enough about us to probably be okay. So it, it probably is kind of two out of three with Colchester, Forest Green and Sutton. It, even at this stage, it, it feels that they're the, the ones who are really down in the mire. And I just wondered whether you'd, you know, from from the bits you've seen of those teams, what your view was. I, I'm slightly surprised by Sutton I'll be honest because um, they've every time I've seen them they've been effective I think it is the best you know they've they've always had a lot of big players they've always been they've known what they're doing they've always been they've always been effective um, but clearly they've not got it right so far this season have they and as you say they, they, they look a little bit adrift Colchester have been drifting for a couple of seasons haven't they you know they, they, they're one of these clubs that they've got that kind of death spiral thing going yeah yeah so unless Something changes there. You could see. I, I agree with you. You could see them being the one. I mean, there's always somebody often who drifts down as well, isn't there? You know, mm. um, hopefully not us, but there's, there's, there is some. I mean, the, the clubs you were talking around that are around us. I think they'll all be fine. You know, I mean, you know, Grimsby are a real surprise to me. I thought they'd be playoff contenders. You know, this year, and they still might be. Who knows? You don't need that much to put a run together. Yeah. But 
you know, they're, they're not going to struggle, you know, particularly after seeing them today, they're not going to struggle. Um, and they'll probably buy in January as well. Um, yeah. Salford, you could, it'll be fine, you know. So it, it is Colchester and maybe somebody else to drift back towards them um, to make it a four. But yeah, from our point of view, we're now on 26 points. Obviously, when we go to Wrexham next Saturday and win, then that's going to be 29. So exactly. Um, yeah. And I mean, although I was frustrated after today's game, like we said right at the start of the season, every time we pick up a point, it's a point, yep. you know, we pick up a point and that we should be, we should celebrate that. Looking ahead then, Ed, you mentioned uh, Six Finger Cousins from the North. <laughs> That's the next game, isn't it? Like, how are we feeling about that? What's the, we bothered about it? Not bothered about it? Let's be clear, it's not a derby match. It, it's it's yeah. a grudge fixture. I'm happy to accept it's a grudge fixture. That's fine. It's not a derby. How do I feel about it? Well, I'm not going because it's my youngest birthday, um, and so you know I'm I'm under orders to uh, to be doing stuff with uh, with the family, which is fine. I mean, look, it's going to be a tough trip, isn't it? They've they've got a good team. They're sat in what third place at the moment um, and are, are on a nice run. It's it's one of those any anything out of that's a bonus. I'm not expecting us to to come away with anything. Um, uh, but yeah, if we do, then that's a happy bonus. I'm more focused, I think, probably on the the Boxing Day game against Forest Green because that's one you really don't want to lose. That um, yeah, if we if we lose it, if yeah. we win now, that, that's a, that that puts what is the between us and them now is about ten points or something like that. Uh, at the moment, eleven points, eleven points. So you know. You win that, that makes a big difference, doesn't it? I think, yeah, you almost don't worry too much about Wrexham. You want to have your best players fit, ready, not having overindulged in roast turkey and Christmas pud, uh, and, and ready for, for Forest Green. Um, and then, you know, don't forget, after Forest Green, we've then got um, that game, home game against Crew. Now, all right, they're, they're in fifth and in a nice position in the table, but at home against them, you'd want to get something out of that. I think if, you, if we can get four points or, or more out of that those three games that's a, a good return yeah yeah now talking to the Christmas puds I don't know if you noticed Bogle's really bizarre booking where he just hiked the guy down at the end of the thing <laughs> now <laughs> he, there's a bit of I'm not I'm not 100% certain on this but like some, I heard some, someone saying he's already on four bookings that was his fifth so did he do that deliberately so we get out of like he's got Christmas off it was right in front of the referee it wasn't subtle. I mean, he literally stuck his hands around his neck and just pulled him down. It did feel like, what What are you doing? That, so I think there are two schools of thought. The conspiracy theorist, and I do love a good conspiracy theory, was, yeah, he's trying to make sure that he's uh, he, he, he's ineligible for the Wrexham game so that he can make make a start on driving home for Christmas uh, and uh, and enjoy his break. I think since then it's been pointed out that they they because they, they, they kind of wipe the slate clean at some point, don't they? Yeah. I think that was an outcome yeah. game. So then I think yeah. So I think actually that conspiracy has been debunked. Um, some one of our listeners, I can't remember who it was now. My, my apologies. Um, made the made the point on Twitter rather more prosaically that actually at that point in the game, Grimsby were kind of really causing us problems and, and coming at us in midfield and maybe just breaking up. The, the, the yeah. fixture at that point taking the professional foul was the right thing to do which may well be the case but um, yeah it was a very cheap booking to give away it was it was so I think we've wrapped up the Wrexham game haven't we and we've wrapped up the we don't care about it we're, we're going to go up there and win and we've wrapped up the Grimsby game um, so play another part Ed oh that's a tough one um, do you know what I think I'm going to give it to the lad Payne because um, I thought I thought he played really well Tuesday night at Barnet. 
Um, I thought he played well today, despite his crossing, perhaps letting him down a bit. And you know, we've we've talked a lot on the pod recently about Seb Palmer Holden and how great he is. I'm, I'm a fully paid up member of his fan club at the moment. Um, we talked about Clark uh, the other week. Delaney today got man of the match and richly deserved. He was again, you know, a real real unit. But I feel as though, yeah, the wing-backs have been just quietly getting on with it. You know, McLaughlin, again, we talked about it the other week because of his, his wonder goals. But, um, yeah, Payne has just been slowly coming of age in that right wing-back slot. So I'm going to give it to him. I am going to give it to Aaron Wildig. Um, I think we look so much better when he's in the team. And I think that although we didn't do anything brilliant today, Everything that we did that was good, he was he was near he was near it or involved. And there was yeah some lovely link up plays with Bolt at times. He was making some really really good runs. Um, I mentioned that one in the first half. If Seb had just lifted his head, slid it across, he was in, and he, he did that all game. I think that he just didn't have anyone who could find him. So I'll, I'll give it to Wilding. I think shout out with some beefs. I've I've not got any. How about you? I, I'm not sure I've got a shout-out. I've definitely got a beef. I was following on from my follow, and it was a shambles. Yeah. About 20 minutes in, before we got a picture, it was it was really bad. I'm just like, you know, come on. It's like, can't be that. I don't know what's going on with the tech there, but yeah, that's definitely a beef. So, I think that does us done, Ed, for... Uh, We've got, we've got but, but for the listeners out there, keep them peeled, because we've got an absolute cracking Christmas pod coming out on sometime this week wednesday ed we think it maybe yeah i think yeah there was a bit of discussion about when we were going to drop it as the young people say so uh expect that to drop around wednesday if i get around to editing it but brilliant so keep and peel for that um everyone anyone going to Wrexham next week i didn't get tickets so anyone going look after yourselves you know stay safe back the team well um and don't do anything silly you know if we don't speak to you before there i hope everyone has a really good safe christmas enjoys themselves gets beyond the team on boxing day let's put some let's put some uh, put a few points on the uh, on the veggies and we will be joining you at some point between christmas and new year and we'll we'll do a bit of a wrap up of it all in the meantime keep it safe keep it county days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans